Hey everyone, you made it. You made it to the interview, episode 47, part one. Had about four and a half hours of recording with Brian Foster, and every minute is pretty much gold, so it's hard to edit much out of these at all, besides some of the annoying things that I do that I find annoying with myself. That's about the only editing I had to do. Brian was awesome. He was a great interview, and it was really cool to hear the story of his wife getting through her education and becoming a doctor, as well as Brian uh, being very, very close to finishing this spring in his goal of becoming a doctor, doctor of physical therapy or doctorate of physical therapy. On the business side of things, I have started to dabble in looking for sponsors for either individual shows or maybe a chunk of time. So if any of you know of someone that may want to sponsor the show and you have direct contact with them, then let me know. It does not need to be a BMX-related company. It could be anything. I'd really like this podcast to continue to thrive. And the only way that's going to happen is to really start getting it funded. Certainly not looking for huge funding because this isn't a job for me. It's a hobby. I just want to take this hobby a little further. And uh, it's a little expensive to do it when you choose to do them face-to-face, but I don't want to change that. So anyway, whatever you can do would be helpful on that. If you uh, strictly just want to donate, you're welcome to do that on the bmxandourblood.com website. There's a donation button on there. Big thanks to Brian Irochi for keeping that website active and current because I know for sure I wouldn't be able to keep up with that too so I appreciate the help from him and of course Nuno Oliveira from Odyssey who's been helping out with the graphics each week enjoy the podcast and when you're done get hyped up for part two that one is going to involve a lot of hall of fame talk which Brian will be inducted into the hall, the BMX Hall of Fame on September 8th, and it's a really big deal. So a lot of that talk, plus a lot of questions. This one I had to put out to a, a kind of a chosen group of uh, people because I knew I couldn't put a request out for questions like I normally do because Brian Foster I knew would, would produce more questions than I would have time to even ask him, let alone go through and sort out. So uh, I'm sure we'll be back to questions for anyone that is a follower of the podcast to ask in the future, because I'm sure you all know that I like to do that. But this one in particular, I I couldn't do it. Uh, We didn't even get through the questions that I had because we went for four and a half hours and uh, you'll hear it's uh, very 
very easy for Brian to to talk about the things that we did talk about. I feel pretty fortunate he was that excited about it and happy doing it that we even got that much time in. So we're already talking about a part two. He's got some thoughts of things that he wants to talk about. So um, I'll keep you guys posted on that. So anyway, have a great week. Thank you for sending messages and just it means a lot to me and hopefully you're getting as much out of it as I am. Like to speak? Yeah. But my professor I don't think understood what was going on. Oh no. Oh didn't didn't understand like who the person was yeah, or the relevancy or, or Yeah, or if, if he could even speak in front of a class or Oh. Like Yeah, and he obviously like, could speak like, in front I'm like this this guy's pretty good. Yeah. He announces the X games. Yeah. And Vans, Vans, or uh, yeah, he commentates on Vans events, I think. He just did that last one, yeah. Yeah, I think they're trying to include him more and more because he is good at it. Yeah. He's pretty, um, pretty clean, like straight laced. Yeah. So he, he's not going to get into trouble with no. dropping an F bomb by, by, by accident. No, <laughs> no. He doesn't have that worry that, that Crandall has. Crandall's pretty wild, so I, he's. Not for the professional event. Right, right. Like, I've seen some event people get confused. <laughs> like, what is he saying? Like, yeah, well, he's. That's what makes him good for Vans events, but not for X Games. Maybe. No, he's good for the real, for the real events. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. Right. Oh, but his own, his own events. Also, right. Yeah, Those, I think. Yeah. That's got to be fun. I've not been there. like. I've done some ghetto street from back in the day, but I bet that those events seem fun. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if he's... He would, I, I think Scotty would be a good person to speak in class because he's, yeah. like, he's so well-spoken. He'll kind of tell it like it is. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's not afraid to talk about anything. He's just like, yeah, that's it, that's what I got, you know. It's pretty crazy. I interviewed uh, Russ Barone a couple weeks ago and his friend Kenny. I don't know if yeah, you remember Kenny. I don't know Kenny. Yeah, it, that was serious because I didn't even realize he was at Kessler Rehab like 10 years before Scotty. Yeah. Same doctors, same Kessler's nurses. spot. Yeah. I tried to get my one of my clinic things there. Oh, really? But they, it didn't work out with it. The, like, they give our school one spot every four years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was in the three years that didn't pop into that window right right yeah oh man it sounds like a pretty intense place like they they deal with the that's the spinal cord spot yeah 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 it's it's specifically spinal cord and that's that's it right i mean it's such a big place that they have a spot downstairs that does this they have a spot that does strokes over here like it's like a but they're known like if you if i think if you're on the east coast and you do a spinal cord yeah you that's one of the spots on your list i got you without going your next choice is probably midwest or wherever you get spread out of it i would always think of something like vale colorado (laughs) (laughs) yeah right some olympic training facility yeah i know it god all right well we'll get it rolling because i know Uh, you uh you kind of want to make tracks at some point not too late yeah i'm like 12 or 1 okay well you have so many friends that 
that ask questions that it's it's going to take a little bit but That's brian nice. foster welcome to the bmx in our blood i appreciate you doing it thank i really you. do thank you i know it's hard to that squeeze was, in and it works out perfect this is like the only window that would have worked so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out where to start with you. I mean, I do want to start with schooling because I think that's a big thing. And and I should preface all this by saying, you know, you're so well documented by such great filmers and, and you know, people that interview through they call the main, I guess, forms of social media nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's not really print. That to go back and go from the beginning is kind of like yeah let's take that half hour and put it into stuff that that people want to know especially our age and and yeah i mean all ages really but there's a lot of people listening that are 30s and 40s and and they it's crazy how many 30s and 40s still ride yeah i feel like back in the day like 32 was almost the oh the cut Wait, yeah, yeah I mean, like, you were getting close like to Like 28, you were old, and then 32, you were done. Well, and definitely by 35, you should have been done, but they had that <laughs> cruiser class for 35 and over, and that was one where you're just, like, holding on, watching, going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, 35 and over cruiser were old, old men. And I swear they look, I mean, it was, maybe it's because we're in this body right now in our 40s, but they looked a lot older than us yeah, at 35. No, they look, yeah. Like, they didn't look young. It was sketchy. Yeah. God, 35 and over cruiser. It's it's hard. And it, like Shag, for instance, like I feel like at that age he looked way older than us. You know, no offense to Shag, but they were all big guys too. Mm. There weren't many like thin 35 and over cruiser. Guys. No, no. But now it's like what 51 and over. I think there's a 60 and over cruiser. That or something. gets sketchy. Yeah, we but. Can... <laughs> talk about that at some point. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like at For some expert, point. 51 and over expert, I think it is. That's one of the weird things about, um, like, with school, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole class on how your body goes to shit year by year by year by year. <laughs> From 20 to 50, this happens, this decreases by this percent, and this goes down. Yeah. And, you know, ligaments aren't as strong, and muscles don't grow as good. And You better give me a copy of that. Dude, I want to know what's coming. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> like it's kind yeah. of a bummer. Like, yeah, maybe don't read it. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, some of it is a bummer because you're like, oh, that's not cool. Like, no, that's not great news. But it's totally out of your control, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, keep moving. Yeah, that's <laughs> endurance. One thing I I've noticed is endurance. If anything has gotten has increased for me as I age. You know, which is good, but I'm sure that has a tipping point too. Yeah, it, it all does. Yeah, but I mean, the the people that are older mm-hmm. that look pretty good, yeah, are still moving. Yeah, quite a bit. Right, right. And I never got it. I never understood it before school. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you just you wake up on a Tuesday and you go ride. Like right. there wasn't. It's pretty delusional on how like real world stuff. Yeah like worked and then now like my first clinic it was an 8 to 5 deal every day really for 6 weeks and I would, I would drive by the skate park on the way home and just like I can't ride I'm exhausted right now I'm the same age as these people I just helped so I understand the whole 
balancing working with riding. Yeah. I call it working. I don't get paid, but... Right. <laughs> but I'm gone. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm there all day. For your clinicals, you have to... For, for the clinic stuff. And even with yeah. school. School's like... Classes are usually... You know, like 9 to 12, and then a 1 to 4. Right. You know, it, it's all day. Yeah. But you're at the tail end of it. Yeah, I wanted I'm, to get into school, obviously. It's yeah. the thing, but... Six months to go. Yeah. Most of the like academic stuff is done. Uh huh. I still have about a half a year. Twenty. Yeah, half a year of clinical stuff, which is just working. Right. One of them's going to be in the head injury spot. Really. Near me, so that's going to be kind of. Like I always, that stuff always scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually requested it. Yeah. And then when I got it, I was like, "Oh my god, why did I? Why did I ask for that?" Right. Right. Because it's pretty much, it's pretty much the spot that like Mikey would have gone to, TJ Lavin. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy might have almost went to that spot yeah. when when he did that skateboard thing. I would think. So that's gonna be where I'm at for ten week, no, fourteen weeks. Really, starting uh, end of this starting month. Starting two weeks from now. Yeah. Wow. But I, my tolerance has grown a lot in the schooling. Yeah. Like, I used to have no tolerance for people getting hurt. Yeah. Because it got to the point where, like, oh, you know, shit happens. People right. get hurt. Right. And then it just, like, it always happens. And you keep getting older and you keep yeah. getting more friends that get, like, like not like broken bone hurt, like, like life-changing hurt. Right, right. So then I, I didn't have a tolerance for it. Like, I couldn't even watch, like, crash video, like... Like, yeah. like the crash section, I, I don't really want to see. Nah. Yeah, I don't but my tolerance for that now has, it's, it's increased quite a bit. Really? So, like, I can see something, and instead of, like, I can see a spinal cord injury, mm-hmm. and instead of it scaring the shit out of me, I actually can, like, understand what's going on. Like, you have feeling here, you might not have feeling here, this moves, that might not move, like... Yeah. So the understanding of it helps with the, I guess the like the fear of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Repetitiveness too, I would think, because maybe you start to take the personality out of it a little bit. Because you're, even though you care about the person, you know what I mean. It's. Well, yeah, it's like doctors. See, I don't. We're gonna go off on lots of rants. I don't care. But like doctors in general. Yeah. They're just normal people. Yeah. Like... Still have feelings. There's smart people. There's, like... There's good ones and there's bad ones. Mm -hmm. There's ones that have emotions and there's ones that are just, like, so smart... Right. ...that they know the facts of the situation, but they can't take into, like, the... Like, the human aspect of it. Right. So it's like, oh, this person has this type of tumor. Yeah. And that person, like, the doctor in their head is like, oh, well, that's... That's not going to kill you. It might cause this. It might cause that. But here's how we're going to treat it. Right. Not that maybe you can't work in the field you were working okay. anymore. Or maybe, like, yeah. life is harder now. Like, yeah. I don't know where... I don't know what my point is. But it's like you've got to... Like, the doctors... It's hard for me making the transition into, like, helping people with healthcare. Right. When I, I was a terrible patient. <laughs> and BMXers in general are terrible 
like don't put weight on that leg right well i'm just gonna put a little bit of weight on it while i walk to the bathroom right no you you can't walk on it it's like are you kidding me like i'm just gonna sit here yeah so but it is legit like you're not supposed to put weight on it it's technically yes and and, you're seeing the other side well it comes from a lawsuit place oh okay like I'm going to have to be really careful as a physical therapist Uh to not be like, you're good. Right. You're good to go. Right. When, like, the protocol says, don't do this for eight weeks. Right. And at five weeks, you you might be good to go. Yeah. But from, like, the medical side, you can't can't give people the green light. No. Because if they get hurt, Um, if they get hurt, then it's kind of on you. Yeah. So that... Do you carry that much liability as a doctor that if they do, or if, if they go? I think you just got to tell them, I don't know if you do it. Like, you know, do no harm, I guess. It's yeah, like. Yeah. Safest route possible. Yeah, and it's like, and everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Like me and you could break the same bone. Right. And you're good to go in six weeks and mine doesn't heal. Right. And there's no, like, it just, it's kind of like systems, it's like body systems. Right. Like, I don't know the specifics of Fids breaking his, his, didn't he break his femur? Something like that? Dude, he healed quick. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. And then that guy 50 foe, yeah. he, wasn't that the same bone? And I same swear, bone. Fids, Fids came out of it voice is fast I don't know I could be wrong I don't know the location of like the fracture right but Fitz healed quick he did it was insane he's already ripping it up yeah um that wasn't even and he's 50 I mean yeah 50 doesn't heal like 20 no no so yeah that is and that that's hard that's going to be hard for me uh-huh. To not have an answer for when am I going to be good? Right. When can I go again? Right. Because it's kind of like I'm still, I still have a, like, I don't have the right mindset for it yet. Uh huh. Because I know the answer. The answer is you sprained your ankle. Right. Stay off it for two weeks. Right. But in the real world, it's like, if you're like a competitive BMXer or even someone that wants to ride the trails tomorrow, yeah, you're like, well, I want to ride this weekend. Right. right. It's like, well, it's gonna hurt. Right. And it's probably gonna slow the healing down a little. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to say, don't do anything for two weeks. Right. When any time I went to the doctor and he told me not to do anything for two weeks, yeah. I was like, I'll give you five days. <laughs> you know, like. I got places to be. Yeah. I got races to be at. I got trails to go to. Um, that has to be tough. Well, let's rewind a little bit. How did you... Jen, Jen's a doctor. Yeah. Right? What type of doctor Psychologist. is she? Psychologist. Oh. She's a school psychologist. Okay. So, that can't be my the answer of how you got into it. What, what drew you into physical therapy? Physical therapy? Yeah. There was a couple... Jen would probably call it many years mm-hmm. where I was like shit like yeah just like I gotta figure something out mm-hmm. 
And I didn't want to go to school. Right. Um, I never really subscribed to school. Like, I did high school because that's what you were supposed to do. And sure. I got C's across the board because mm-hmm. I was passing. Right. Um, but I, I wasn't into it. I saw a lot of people that went and got degrees. Didn't use them? And yeah, and just like... And I couldn't imagine being 18 or 19 trying to trying to figure something out. Trying to be like, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? Um, so it was just a couple years of Jen kind of being like, you need to go to school. I'm like, yeah, for what? So I thought of a lot of stuff. Like the medical... The medical stuff kind of always got to me, like, mm-hmm. attracted to me a little bit. First, it was like massage therapy. Right. I'm like, oh, that's going to get old quick. <laughs> right. And then, like, nursing. Right. But then it's just like, nursing's kind of a lot of school. I thought you could just go for two years and just kind of, like, do something cool. Mm-hmm. But the two-year nursing degree, it's it, oh. it's kind of a, like not a full RNA so it's a, it's a yeah I think you're doing I think you're dealing with like I don't know if you're cleaning up poop but it's gross like it's not yeah. like yeah it is the dirty work part yeah so the physical therapy thing and then there's a physical therapy assistant which is only like two years oh okay I'm like oh or maybe it's three years whatever I'm like ah oh, maybe I'll do that but everything you need like some basic education right and I didn't I was high school graduate right you didn't have anything yet nothing at all no because all those years when you diploma. would be going to college yeah. you were you were riding right yeah still mm-hmm. right out of high school signed up to go to college mm-hmm. and bailed at the last minute and went to go work at Cyclecraft oh really that was then that's when you were 18 yeah so 8 I was probably 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, that seems crazy. Like, I couldn't imagine right. just telling my parents, like, yeah, I'm, what do you get? And it, it, it wasn't even like, I'm going to be a pro BMXer. Right. Because that really wasn't in the, I don't, I don't know if that was in the cards, because it was like, at that point, like, cycle craft, I was just starting to win, mm-hmm. win races an amateur not regularly but like I was like winning races and around like yeah like senior year first year like that was the first year I won like the 18x title mm-hmm. so winning the 18x title doesn't really write you a ticket into a career right, right. <laughs> you gotta go pro so and even that's not a no and I think no that's a that. I think a lot of people think, I don't know how to word it, like, like, that you, like, you just go and you do this. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me, it was a solid, it was a solid, like, five or six years of just traveling around, going to races. Right. Making three hundred bucks, making five hundred bucks, to fill my car up was ten bucks. Right. I lived rent free at Cyclecraft, and so I bounced around there for like two or three years. That long? Two years in Tennessee. Yeah. I did like six months in Daytona Beach with Shag. Okay. 
living on the floor of his trailer. So that I think that's my point. And then out of the POW house for right, that must have been two or three years. So for a good six years, I was just oh, I lived in Clay Goldsmith's basement. I remember riding those trails for like six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so for for a good while, I was just trying to ride and make enough money to exist. Right. So it wasn't like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a pro BMXer. Yeah. It was like I'm gonna go ride, and that's yeah. That's what I'm like. Right. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. And it just slowly worked out, like bit by bit. Yeah. I, well, uh, you raced. When did you stop? Did you stop in late nineties or early two thousands? Racing. Wikipedia says I retired in 02. Yeah, I avoided with Wikipedia. It's, they would have sent me down a whole different rabbit it's hole. Pretty, so it's like I'm not. Even, it's pretty funny because when I because re- like say it's like 2013. Yeah. And they're like retired in 02. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> hey, wait. I'm still. Here. I'm in the game here. I'm in the game. I'm still doing it. Really. <laughs> um. And that was a whole funny thing too, because it's like, so I had this big, not a like I had kind of a long transition into becoming like a pro rider uh-huh. and then I also had a long transition of like de-escalation yeah. for the last I would say like 7 or 8 years just kind of like doing less and less right? and when I was so I, my school was 3 years at a community college mm-hmm two years at Rutgers to finish my bachelor's right and then th- the PT's program is three years uh-huh. so the first three years at the community college I could still ride I I would work my class schedule out to where I always had like a day or two off in the week right and I was always took morning classes or night classes just so so I was still riding Maybe not really traveling. Maybe going to like a Texas Toast or a, right. like a three-day event where I could just sneak away for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So for those couple of years, I was still riding. Rutgers undergrad, riding less, but still but getting out a couple times a week. But you're trying to whip that out in the two years. Get your 60 credits in two years. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm like full time. Yeah, you're committed. The 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 uh, community college took me two took me three years because the whole first year was like two classes a semester, not enough. And then some of them were non credit classes because I didn't take chemistry in 1989. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take a like a BS chemistry class a 99 class right just like this is an atom yeah. yeah and then I had to take the two legit chemistry classes oh okay and then I had to take a BS like a like a nonsense biology class uh huh and even in math I had to I had to go through the whole math oh. so I started in algebra 2 that's a killie, the, at the a community college <laughs> was that in California were you doing community college no there? it was here oh you were back Middlesex yeah Oh, okay. We, we've been here since '03. I've okay. lived in New Jersey more than I've lived anywhere else in my whole life. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 15 I mean, years. Maryland was two different houses. Sure. And then California was like 10 years. Bounced around for a couple of years, but 
Yeah. Jersey, we're going on 15. Really? And it was all like Jen just came here for school, and I was kind of over the California scene at that time. Right. Right. And it worked out for me. I don't know if I. It was a purposeful thing. Yeah. But in California, you can't hide. Yeah. And you can't put up a front like, I'm still being productive. <laughs> but in South Plainfield, yeah, you can, you can, you can do that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can be like, hey, you riding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Take a picture every time you ride. Right. Right. Po- try to post it. Yeah. We'll get into that after, but um, so you yes. transitioning into school full time, which was for your undergrad. I don't know how I did it. So that <laughs> must have been just like very well. By then, Jen's stable. Jen's her done. Job. Yeah, yeah, she's done. She's working. We made a deal. This is actually hilarious. Cause, yeah. So we've been together since we met at in 1989, and we kind of started like hanging out. Mm-hmm. At the Woodward race in 1989, where the two hip contest, yeah, where they had that. So she's been around, and she came out to California when I lived out there, and we lived together. And she was working retail. Oh, really? She was a manager at Urban Outfitters, and she was—I think she was a badass, because mm-hmm. she was like, she like worked her way up from like salesperson, and then worked her way up to this, this, this. Yeah. Now she's a manager, and then she's gonna be like district manager or something yeah and I guess the retail world once you're you get so deep yeah. it just becomes engulfing like it takes over yeah so she was flirting with the idea of going to school and she had already finished maybe her associate's degree oh. like 15 so years prior oh, so she had two years she, in she had a little bit in if they counted it yeah whatever they counted it. so she and but that was like when I was doing well. Yeah. That was like Schwinn days. Late nineties. So she was like, I think I want to go back to school. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do it. Like that this is like I'm gonna be good mm-hmm. in my mind. Right. I'm gonna be good till I'm like thirty five. Yeah. Like I'll be making good money until I'm thirty five. Right. And I think we were in our late twenties then. Mm-hmm. And so she went back to school. And the deal was, I'll get us till we're 35, then you take it from there. That was the initial deal. Take it from there. Without you even knowing that you were going to do it? No, I had no plan. Really? I was just going to... I figured the BMX thing would dry up around 35. Yeah. And then I'd have to figure something out. But she'd she'd be good then. Yeah. So she'd be making decent money. Right. And then I could figure it out for a couple of years. Well, in my mind, I was like... I was like, maybe I'll just do nothing. Right. You know, like, that would be my goal. Right. <laughs> so, like, right, right. Just, just not do anything. <laughs> and I didn't really realize that you need money to live. Right. <laughs> like, and that, like, a couple hundred bucks a month wasn't going to, like, cut it. No. So, like, the school thing, I don't know how it worked out. And I still, looking back now, I don't understand... I put I put blinders on. Uh-huh. Like a different I kinda did it through my whole life. Where you just you just put the blinders on and this is what you're doing. Right. And when you look back you're like, that's insane. Uh-huh. Like like looking back at all the chemistries and the physics 
uh-huh. and the calculus stuff that I had to take, I don't remember any, like, you just memorize it, take the test, but some of the stuff I would just be in the class and be like, why, no one cares, yeah. no one cares about this, Right. this is, and I mean, I, I guess if you're like a physicist, sure. this is interesting, Yeah. so I just, I don't know, I zoned out and I got through it. And then now it's interesting. Now it's all body parts. Now it's all... Everything connects. Everything's like... My exam questions are like... Bill is a 32-year-old construction worker. He was lifting a brick and twisted his back. He heard a pop. He did... And what do you think it is? Or what what test would you do? Or what... And so that's interesting to me. I'm like, oh, guy hurt his back. That's... You gotta drill down for the solution. Or that's for the, interesting, yeah. For the treatment. So, I don't know, it, it's hard. When I look back, I tend to try not to look back. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. how did that work out? Even in, even when I watch my, like, if I look over the BMX career, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it seems like a story. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem like, wow, that's a, that's a cool story, but right. it doesn't really <laughs> seem doesn't really seem realistic um and even the school stuff afterwards i'm i'm still in this i'm still in this zone where i like (coughs) i put up the blinders until i'm finished yeah because it doesn't seem logical that where i came from and where i'm trying to get to they don't really go together either they kind of do but just I don't know, like the academic thing, mm-hmm. and the the POW days and the graduate school don't really. Uh... It it's a transition that's that's hard to to envision for sure because you made you made some big changes in your life, big changes, and you did it in late twenties, right? Or, or no, wait a no, minute, no, no, no. Racing ended late twenties, right on. Uh, School though for you didn't start until oh, school was Jen was thirty eight. You were thirty, yeah. I think I was thirty. Yes, yeah, so you've been yeah. uh, eight or nine years. It'll be eight. Yeah, yeah, it'll be eight in May. Okay. Um, That's not bad for doing a six year degree, basically. Some of it part time. It's a seven, and it took me eight. Oh, it's a seven. Oh, yeah. it's awesome then. It's four undergrad, uh-huh. and then three graduate i got you so it's supposed to take seven yeah. and it took me eight because those first two years in community college i was just like man is this right is this what i want to do right and it's been pretty cool most of my professors are my age oh really which is i mean it's interesting yeah yeah because in my eyes they're old as shit yeah <laughs> like i guy i hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> but it's like well because you're out there still feeling young Doing, doing this, I mean, we're looking at Sarahville and 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 I think around. for the most part they're like active people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, but our our versions of active versus their version of active is totally different. It is, and it's because even my classmates, they're like twenty five, mm-hmm. maybe like twenty three to yeah twenty nine, right? And they go to the gym a lot, mm-hmm. like physical therapy. They're all like they're all active and sure. I don't like I've never 
they've gone to the gym more in the last six months than I've gone in my entire life. And I, it's part of me, it confuses me when I'm, I'm like, I don't go to the gym. But then when you come to the skate park for 45 minutes, yeah. and you do a run and your heart's beating out of your chest, right? and you do like 30 or 45 seconds and your legs are burning and your legs are giving out after a half hour, hour. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the gym. This is... Right. Like... It, technically, I guess it's not... Like, the gym to me is lifting up something heavy, putting it down, and then lifting it back up again. <laughs> which doesn't make... Right. For, for me, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I totally understand the fitness and the... Like getting the blood flowing yeah. yeah but doing something is just so much more rewarding well yeah i mean they're looking to isolate specific muscles right yeah. i mean they're doing all that but where... that's what i think like bikes is just like bikes is that uh what's the dude from australia um penny chillin <laughs> really <laughs> i can i his name's john a blank but then he 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 just wrote something for 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 backbone, and the thing was like a bunny hop is a deadlift. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I forget what BMX motion was a squat. Right. But it's just such a full body functional. Yeah. Activity. Right. That you if you rode BMX bikes every day. Yeah. You would be in phenomenal shape. Right. If you didn't get hurt. Right. Yeah. I guess you don't get. You don't break your arm at the gym. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I well, guess it happens. But. Yeah, right, right. That's yeah. So that's pretty wild. So Jen finished in. Just Man, get this straight because you already told me. I should me know so. these. She she had to have been in her in her thirties. I'm she thinking finished. it's like oh, probably oh eight, oh seven, oh six to oh eight. We'll give mm -hmm. her right, and that's when you. And then she, she started working, and then I started, yeah. And by then you would move back? We were here since 03. Right, right. I got you. Oh, yeah, she, she, five years. she did her graduate school and her doctorate stuff here. Yeah. Got it. Um, Same place as you, Rutgers? She did her doctorate at Rutgers, but I did my undergrad in the same... It's a huge school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like five campuses. Right. So the campus she was on, I had one class in my entire two years there. Oh, okay. And the campus I was on, she never had a class there. I got you. you it's kind of like whatever section you're in. Yeah. You belong over here, or you. And then my my new Rutgers, like the the PT program is is down south. It's uh -huh. not even. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a satellite thing. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we've given them a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Is it safe to say your BMX money's gone? <laughs> it's not one of my questions, but I'm thinking with all that education. Oh, loans. What? Yeah. Because, I'm school loans. Because, yeah, I mean, in your 20s, you're, especially in the 90s, cash is probably looking pretty good. Sure. The, the first half of Jen's school, I was able to help out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then she did loans for the second half because I was drying up. Right. <laughs> and then mine's largely been loans. But I did the cheapest. Like, the community college is cheap. Mm -hmm. 
That's what I did too. And it is what it is. Right. Like, I just didn't want to... I don't know if this is in a different section, but I didn't want to do the... Um, no rules. I didn't want to have to hustle for the next 30 years. Right. So that's kind of what, like, people might say, I'm, like, hustling now. Yeah. Like, school is a hustle, I guess. But I know what it is. Yeah. I know the classes from 9 to 5. I know that when I get a job, it's going to be a regular thing. Right. Like, a regular schedule. Mm -hmm. And just the BMX opportunities post-professional BMX you gotta hustle yeah and I don't I don't think I got it in me no so that was why BM that was why when I was making my decision of like what are you gonna do when you grow up right BMX industry wasn't wasn't in the cards cause it, it's just the dudes that are doing it there's some successful guys sure but they're working. Oh, they're God. working hard. They're traveling their ass off. They are. Travel was one of those things, kind of like that double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't been on a plane in two or three years. Oh, really? So I'm. I would love. I would love for someone to call me right now and be like, "Hey, do you want to go to New Zealand for two weeks?" Right. I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah. let's go." <laughs> but back then. Like, racing kind of burn... Like, racing burns you out. So, you're, like, traveling. Well, you've been doing how many weekends a year? You had to have been doing... It's got to, like... 35, 40 I'm weekends gonna, a year. I would say 35, maybe. Yeah. And that's, like, get home on Monday, leave right. on Thursday. Right, right. Maybe leave on Friday. Jeez. I remember being home, like, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's another... See, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this format, so I can just bounce around. Oh, Totally. Um, no rules. I have no rules at all with this stuff. So, you get over travel. Mm. Like, people that don't travel are like, you get sent places for free with food money and hotels oh. and airfare. And after a while, you're going to complain about it. Like, you're going to be like, man, this is kind of a drag. Yeah. Like, all this traveling I'm doing. Right. But it, it wears you down. And... I remember, like, being on the road and be like, I just want to go home and sit on the couch. Yeah. Just... Do you think a lot of the guys felt the same way that you were racing? Because you, you race primarily California guys, right? I would say. Um, yeah, back then it was mostly California. I have no idea. I mean, I can't well, imagine... Racing's... Gary Ells, for instance, had to have been... Maybe that's why no one could even find the guy... Uh, no, I think living out of the element helps a lot. Because mm. you don't get bogged down with the with the day-to-day. -day. In SoCal, where yeah. he's up north. Yeah, so you can hide out for a couple of days and no one knows. Maybe that was the, the, the key to his longevity, really, because he was in it for a while, right? Yeah. How old was he for his last race? Not that it's about him, but... I'm thinking like 32. Yeah. And he won it, right? Is that the I NBL deal? I think he did. Yeah. So... That was pretty cool. Why not just stop right there and get on with your life the rest of your life I don't yeah, mean to yeah. say that this was shitty in any way but get on with what you know is inevitable you're gonna have to yeah but it's man it is tough it is tough to uh, it is tough to let go 
Yeah. And they don't teach you that. <laughs> no. Like, no. I don't know what it is. Because I think, I see my life from my point of view. Right. So my life is normal. Like, this right. is what I know right. as life to be. Right. So this is what normal life is. Right. And uh, so I was really, like, really delusional on, on like, how it all worked. Like, oh, you, you travel. You, you go do what you love. You get paid. Right. And then, and it's like, then I, I was, this is completely random. So now I'm getting older. I'm in my 30s. And my friends no longer can live that life with me. Like, all my friends are now older. They have jobs. So no one can ride at Tuesday on Tuesday, on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Because they're not in school. Because people are working or they're going to school. Like, people are in their 30s now and they're... They either picked up an industry job. They're, they're needing they to did, figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're doing something else. Yeah. Dale Holmes, all those guys. I mean, they've all found their niche. And they're all working. Yeah. Like, they're all working. Yeah. I, I think they're hustling. Yeah. So, at that point, the only sessions that I was interested in writing in mm-hmm. were like at six o'clock. And so it. In the morning? No, in the evening. Because okay. I wouldn't put it people past went to you work. To no, do it in the morning. <laughs> I can't do I can't do morning sessions. I really wish I could. Yeah. Um, on a bike, that's a that's a big ass. It's it's hard. I I fuck, I crack my skull at nine in the morning at a do no not a do tour. Do tour, Vance Triple Crown, one of those. Yeah. I don't know. Saturday practice got got winded out uh, okay <laughs> so Sunday morning at 8 a.m. yeah was dirt jumping practice and it was dewy my feet were wet I slipped a pedal ended up in the hospital that night yeah. woke up staring at the dome light of an ambulance and oh, I'm just like man yeah <laughs> how many times did that happen that you that you had uh, serious falls where it was knocked out um Stretchered oh, off because this would be a good one. Because this school comes into this one too. Okay. Um. Because most of us it, think you've it, never fallen before. Injuries? <laughs> Are we going injuries? Like broken bones? Um. Or like, because the concussion thing's huge nowadays. Oh yeah. So yeah. Bro- I mean, broken bones. I I've broken a lot of bones. Right. I count. I try to count, and I get a different number every time. I should yeah. write it down. It's somewhere between like 12 and 15. Yeah, sure. A lot of them are hands. You're no Matt Hoffman. I punch the ground. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> to me, I'm like, I got pretty lucky. Right. I had a pretty, not injury-free, mm-hmm. but, you know, you get hurt every year or two. Right. Sometimes you go three years without getting hurt. Sometimes you get hurt two or three times in a year. Right. But, like, to think that, like, 15 broken bones over a 20-year career right. is kind of lucky. Yeah. Seems like a sketchy profession to be in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, I'm sure you still think about it now. I mean, it, it would affect your, your school. No. I, I fell on my skateboard the other day. Yeah. And my rib's super sore right now, and I thought I might have cracked a rib. Uh-huh. Like, if I get hurt right now, like, like just a normal, like, 
oh, you broke your collarbone six to eight weeks. I'm going to be a year behind. Because right. I can't go. In two weeks from now, I can't go. Because we're lifting people up out of bed. That's We're, yeah. like, moving people. It's kind of a... You're at the physical stage of your Yeah, education. like, my last spot was in a hospital. So I'm walking an 80-year-old woman with a fractured hip just out of surgery down the hallway. So I got to be ready to, like, catch her. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I'm almost, I'm scared talking about it, but it's like, I, I, I got into this program, like, yeah, you can get hurt when classes are in session. Right. Because you can sit in class with a cast on your arm. So you, when you're doing clinical. But you can't get hurt. And then I guess when I'm in the real world, I can get hurt as a professional. Sure. <laughs> because there's, like, I don't know. Workman's comp. I don't know. What, I don't know what there is. Insurance. You get help from. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You have the insurance, and then you help. I'm sure you all always have someone you're using to cover. Just as if you were going on vacation, you this doctor covers for. Yeah. So. But you're not there yet. That was another thing growing up. It's like getting hurt wasn't wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. As a professional BMX rider, you still get paid. You yeah. get hurt for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Even when I got hurt for, I got my knee surgery for six months. Mm-hmm. Schwinn paid me the whole time, um, and I I would meet real world dudes mm-hmm. that would be like, I don't want to try this line at the trails. I'm gonna stay on the small stuff because I can't get hurt. Like if I get if I get hurt, I can't go to work. If I can't go to work, I can't pay rent. If I can't pay rent, my wife and my kid like. Yeah. And I never got that. Yeah. That was not something I was like, that wasn't on my radar of like things right. to worry about. Right. And I think that matters. Yeah. Because um, the number one risk factor for falls uh-huh. in old people right. is fear of falling. So when my professor told me that, I was like, that's why I was falling at, uh, what was that contest? Red Bull Dreamline. Oh, yeah. When I'm like 36. No, I'm pushing 40 at that point. I'm like 37, 38, 39. And I'm crashing yeah. because I'm terrified. Right. I'm terrified of these jumps because they're fucking huge. And not really all of them, like... 75% of the jumps down the hill I'm comfortable with, but that last one was always super big. And that second one, that or the third one, the New Mexico one, mm-hmm. I didn't even hit the last one. Really? I got hurt before I got there. Like, I got hurt up on the hill. <laughs> so, the successful dudes in BMX yeah. are not scared. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're like... Um, that they're like tough guys they're like oh I'm not scared of that they're they're not aware they're not aware of what's going on right and that's great yeah like you need that I don't when I walk when I ride trails it doesn't seem like a dangerous activity when I'm riding the trails and hitting the jumps when I walk through the trails and look at the jumps I'm like oh my god that landing is 12 feet tall. Uh-huh. That lip is 9 feet tall. Yeah. Like, this is for real. These are 
But when you're riding them, they kind of flow, and uh-huh. it doesn't seem like a dangerous activity. Right. So, avoid walking the jumps. <laughs> yeah, you can't ride scared. No. I... And the last dream line, I think, is when I realized it. Because I was hitting this big-ass jump, mm-hmm. and I was probably terrified. I was coming off of a weird injury... So I hadn't been riding. Right. I'd been like four weeks not on the bike. Right. Then I rode for like a week and then I went there. Yeah. So I'm kind of like off my bike, kind of sketchy. I'm riding scared. I end up crashing, hurting my elbow, and I'm done. And for the rest of the, the weekend, I'm watching. And Hucker and Dennis Anderson stood out to me as they were riding these jumps and they were laughing. They were laughing out loud while riding. And they were having such a good time. And in my head, I'm like, these guys, I don't want to say that they're like unaware. Right. But they're, they're so in tune and at the same time so out of tune sure. that they're just doing it. Right. And when you're just doing it, when you're, like, in the moment like that, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get hurt. Right. Like, there, like early on, I'd be doing stuff, and people are like, that's sketchy, or that's dangerous. There's a certain, like, area... For me, it was, like, probably 22 to 28. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's... It can last longer into your 30s a little where you're just like you're tuned in and Mm -hmm. and you can like well what if this happens well that's not going to happen right because and that's a it's not a great way to think but it's kind of the way you have to that you have to think sure when you're doing that level of thing and maybe Hucker doesn't have the responsibilities and so he can just focus on riding crazy it's awesome to like it's awesome to watch that level of like yeah. it's like freedom yeah. yeah like for me as I got older it it changes the way you ride and it sucks yeah like but you start to like think of different things I, I I'm in no way paralleling your riding with mine that's for sure but coming back after a bunch of years off it's like you know you can do it but I can't do it I can't go to work like this you know what I mean I I, that that bothers me because I'd like to challenge myself and ride the stuff I used to but I can't let myself do it and it drives me crazy because it's probably nothing but but that's what from what you're saying that's what's going to hurt me because I'm so worried about it I'm going to go down because I've already I've already said I'm going to go down. Me and you are going to walk to the car uh-huh. and we're not going to think one thing about it. No. But like when you're 90, yeah. you're like thinking about every step. You're looking at every crack on the ground. Right. You're not really paying attention. Like you're right. paying attention to so much that you're not really paying attention. You're pa- yeah. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. That's wild stuff. But you're bottom line is you're almost done so once you're done and you're actually working then you can kind of 
figure out a little more of what time you have left. So, do you go to the high higher contest at Posh? Do you like where do you draw the line right now? Because I, do. I don't know what was happening last year at this time of the high air deal with school. Did you have more? I had just finished my first. I had just finished my first clinic, and I was in. Oh, so you were in between, and probably heading back to class next. Yeah, I yeah. I so it been, lined up good. I would have been fine. Yeah, even if you got hurt, you would have been alright. Yeah. No, um, I'm gonna go to the gym. Yeah. I, it's funny, even for last year's jam. Now that now that we bring it up, mm-hmm. I like have a conversation with myself in the car. Like, yeah. Don't get too hyped up. Right. Just enjoy the day for what it is. Yeah. But don't like that the energy, and you're gonna see a ton of old friends, and you're just gonna get hyped up. Yeah. Like, just keep it like a regular session is good. Yeah. You don't need to. Um, to make it a like a regular session is special you don't need to like have to try to make it a like oh remember that session that was a yeah, yeah. that was one for the ages right right i'm 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 okay with a regular session yeah well what about uh clint clint just had a baby now yeah so does clint reynolds does he go for it yeah or does he say absolutely because I, I he's can't um hold my baby if i'm Bust it up. I, I've never seen the guy fall, but I, I think you'd. Well, I think I think that's what we were just talking about. It's like, yeah. It, we're at that it, point. Well, it's tough. Oh man, see, it's tough because one part of me is like, no, nah, Clint's good. Mm-hmm. Clint, the dude has so much bike control. We got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Huge change of gears, but Mikey was the most gifted rider. I had ever seen mm-hmm. probably on top of his riding curve like right like he I don't if he was going to get better that would have been special but he was I had never seen riding like that before yeah. so I would have probably said no Mikey's good he's not going to get hurt mm-hmm. because he's so on top of his game yeah so but it's so tough. That is the hardest thing for me in like action sports. I guess that's uh-huh. what we do. Sure. Um, is like there is no. It's like this on and off switch. It's like okay, I'm doing it. I'm I'm responsible for the consequences, but this is what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. And then your option is do nothing. Right. Or, right. And I couldn't... I just feel like I'm always going to need to have some sort of movement. In and maybe sport. when I'm 60, it, it's a road bike. Right, right. I got you. But it's like... Well, I just watched that Pastrana action figures movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's insane. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. It's dangerous as all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And at the end, he's like, he does this crazy whatever it is. Yeah. You know, 360, 720, flips around a couple times. Right. 
at one point he's legit 50 feet off the ground and he lands it and he rides away and you see the look on his face and the look on his face is like this is like in the in the uh, credits and he's like that's a wrap yeah that's a wrap I'm too old for this shit right <laughs> and I'm like oh well that's kind of cool Travis is like and then I think about it I'm like no that's a wrap like calm Travis right is jumping out of an airplane and wrestling with his friend on the way down and then pulling the parachute. <laughs> so, yeah. at first, he was like, that's a wrap. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Travis is getting out yeah. un- not unscathed. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's weathered. Right. But he's alive. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh. He, like, him calming down is still pretty legit it's pretty it's pretty crazy heavy. yeah hey now he's talking about racing destinations for Puerto Rico did you hear about that's that that's amazing that, if that happens that'd be so cool that I I would um, I already have been to the website yeah to buy like a t-shirt <laughs> to buy like a team Puerto Rico t-shirt really yeah just cause it's a cool oh definitely I like I don't know. That just and that, it's not for that's the like wind. A cool thing. Oh it's no! Totally just those guys are gonna get smoked. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you have. I don't even know what a destination Ronnie is, Mack but it's probably and... like 35, 40 minutes. Uh, I think they're full. I know full, it's longer than AMA. Full four fifty motos at least. It's pushing forty minutes. Yeah. And um, holy crap. Yeah. Like those dudes. When he hasn't done that in how long? Like, when's the last time he did it? Pulled a 35 minute oh, lap? No, he said it was like 04. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So 14 years later, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a hard 35 minute lap. Two yeah. motos, right? Two we, motos. I did two. I think so. And then you have Ronnie Max slash Jimmy Albertson. That is amazing. I love that. I know. I, I, wish, I mean, it'd be cool if BMX had it. Yeah. Like, Big, Big Daddy almost had it for a little bit. Yeah. Like back in the kitchen, what what was the uh what was he had the little webisodes. Ah, how long ago was this? It was in the last like it's probably seven, eight years ago. Yeah. But I don't know, BMX BMX is weird. We can go this is a whole new tangent. Don't worry, I I've got my theories that well we can talk about that later. Alright. But uh actually I'm gonna ask yeah, yeah. a question that's a little stay on track. Oh, no, we're just we're going to derail. We're going to get back on. Doesn't doesn't matter. Just save energy for ground chucks uh, questions. All right. That's all you got to do. Just remember, save a little for that. Um, hopefully, this comes across the right way. Do you enjoy being relevant still, or is it something you feel, or is it something you do to fulfill sponsor obligations? Is it tough to balance this, the required social media posts and and all that? So. The weird part about that question for me, and it's from me, was do you enjoy being relevant? Like, do you want, you, you've been in this sphere for so long. Do you know what I'm saying? Without... I like, I like, I like the word relevance. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of used it quite, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we, this is a, this is a different answer than you get two years ago. Um, and I think you'll get a much different answer two years from now. Sure. But it's like the relevance. I was never good at the social media aspect of the sponsorship thing. Right. 
Like, if I was 22 now, I couldn't do it. Right. Um, and, like, it's literally, for the last year, especially, Yeah. it's kind of like, Moeller would send me this thing and it'd be like, just kind of like, what are you up to? Yeah. Like, what, what have, what have you done in the last month? Um... Which is what a sponsor's looking yeah, for, like, right? Yeah, like, pretty much, like, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even answer these things, because I didn't have the heart to be like, yo, I'm doing shit right now. Right. It's like... I'm focused. Um, because of school. Because of, when I'm in clinic, it's exhausting. Yeah. And when I'm in school, you sit in a room all day, and, like, sitting in a chair and paying attention right. is exhausting. So, the relevance thing, I enjoy, once or twice a year, I'll just be somewhere, yeah. just out in the world, right. and someone will be like, are you Brian Foster? Yeah. And that feels good. You know, it's like, ah, I'm still in the game, right. you know, I'm still out there. Right. And then more so at like, a Supercross event, or right. a like a lifestyle event like yeah. where like some B, some BMX type yeah. or some skate type might be there but I do I think I do enjoy I don't know if enjoy the relevance like I'm pretty much done with the um, getting paid riding mm-hmm. like I still get a few checks but for all intents and purposes I'm done but at the same point, the people that I ended with, or am ending with, like I'm, they don't know it yet, but I'm letting Merit off the hook Yeah. in like another six months. Uh-huh. Just be like, you don't need to send me any more checks. Right, right. And we're good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still gonna run sure. Merit stuff. I'm pretty much always gonna run Fit stuff. Yeah. If I don't run a fit frame, mm-hmm. it'll be because I'm riding an S&M. So you're still... Like, it's like yeah. that's the group of people yeah. that I'm being associated with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the payback continues from you to them. So even even now when I post a picture, yeah. like, and I put, like, I tag fit and I tag merit, mm-hmm. that's just kind of like a... Yeah. They have my... Like, those guys were paying me when I was 45, Mm-hmm. So, right. So yeah, I'm just gonna be cool <laughs> with them, right? Like, I was literally waiting for the call since I was probably 37, 38. Just waiting for the call. It was like, hey man, we can't really pay you anymore, right? And and I was always cool. I think I was always not cool with it, but I I always understood. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, well. What you probably didn't realize, or maybe didn't want to realize, is that, well, we have this resurgence of, of guys that are coming back that, you know, from in, in my case, raised my kids, they're 18 and 21, it's a good time for me to be back. You know, a lot of people are in that position, so we're all saying, more Brian Foster, more Brian Foster. So now it's like a second, it's like a it rebirth. It is. 
and you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so you may not be off the hook yet. No, because <laughs> Moeller last, uh, Moeller, like two or three years ago, uh-huh. hits me up on a text message and he's like, how do you feel about being our 22 inch guy? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Like, it's, I, it's too close to 24 inch. Yeah. I'm like, like <laughs> I grew up and I don't know if it's some sort of discrimination right, right, right. or like, but I was like, cruisers are for old dudes. And the 22 to me is like a yeah, cruiser like, kind of, but. So, and he, he pitched it super good. He, yeah. he, he was pretty much like, you just need to like, it's going to have your name on it. And you just need to like promote it a little bit. Right. And I don't think I did a very good job of that at all. Yeah. Like I posted a few pictures of it. Right. But it was literally like I would come here to the skate park. Yeah. Shoot a picture with it. And then ride my, my bike. 20. Ride my normal bike. <laughs> right, right. And I still post pictures. Like I posted a picture last week. And three or four comments are like. Is that the 22? Yeah, yeah. How come you're not riding the 22? And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm not there yet, man. Like, yeah. But I see it. Right. I think that bike feels good. Like, yeah. I actually, I have three of them in my garage right now. Oh, you do? All built? Well, I, I don't have access to 22 inch tubes. Oh, so every every flat tire that I've gotten just puts a bike out of commission. Oh my god! And that's like, and that's a phone call. I'm really bad with that stuff. Like, right. I could, I could just make a phone call and be like, "Hey, I need two tires and two tubes." Right, right. And, and dinner from Merritt or whatever. And, and the bike's running again. Right, right. But it's just like so. <laughs> so one of the bikes I have feels really good. Yeah. And they're friendly. They're much more friendly than a 20-inch. Really? You can land flat. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt as much. It's, yeah. It's taller. Mm-hmm. You don't get that ass suck into the back tire <laughs> that, like, that mountain bikes and cruiser. cruisers <laughs> give you. Yeah. Like, the tire hits you in the ass. Yeah. But it doesn't knock your feet off and suck you into the <laughs> into the chain stays <laughs> or the seat stays. You don't become a eunuch every time yeah. you ride the thing? So, Chris, that, that, that was Chris's way of saying, our use for you yeah. is becoming less. Yeah, yeah. So, could you push this 22-inch bike right. for us? Can you be our transgenerational rider? <laughs> yeah, and it was like, I kind of wish I would have embraced it a little more. Uh-huh. Um because it might have like bought me another year or so but in the end it's like I see that bike I see that bike being my local like my daily driver right right in a couple more years yeah as you settle down on trails a little settle down on I think I almost think trails would be my last thing well that you'd stick to on a 20 no just stick to period oh okay like we stop trails are very trails are comfortable mm-hmm. but at one point trails are kind of a you either make it through or you crash yeah and so i guess technically the last enjoyable thing i'll ride is probably like a nice bowl yeah a nice clover leaf figure eights 
probably hit some hips and keep it under coping. Right, right. But because you can only ride, you can kind of only ride trails as you made it through the line or you didn't. Right. But a nice bowl, you can. Yeah. You can just ride around. Right. And and be content with it. Yeah. So. That's to wrap it up with the social media part of it mm-hmm. as a as a rider I could push pro, I could push products a little harder sure I don't really like it when the when the and this is I don't know this is a this feels weird for me to say yeah but like when 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 the social media page turns into like an advertisement it takes I think it just takes a lot of it out yeah well you know all BMXers are against making money (laughs) it is such a weird thing it is so it's like if you do too much of that it's like "Ah, I'm not going to like that they're trying to sell me something (laughs) I remember when and this is almost embarrassing to say yeah but when Red Bull was first coming onto the scene Uh the helmet was for kooks like because like, the Red Bull thing is you wear the helmet. You don't put stickers on the helmet. Right. You don't anything. Like, that's their deal. Like, oh. you wear the helmet. I if you don't that. wear a helmet, you wear a hat. If you don't wear a hat, you wear the beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now pay attention. Because you have three choices. You'll see it every single time now. You'll be like, holy shit. Oh. He just took the helmet off and put the hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And I remember at one point, it was like the Airwalk... Early 2000s mm-hmm. when Red Bull was kind of starting their deal, yeah. And I was in my head, I'm like, if Red Bull offered me money, would I wear that stupid helmet? Right, because to me back then, that helmet was stupid, sure. And and I'm this is just like a hypothetical, mm-hmm. and I'm like, would I wear that stupid helmet just for a check? Because right. I didn't ride pro forks for a check, right, and right, I didn't right, ride right. spin mags for right. a check, and I <laughs> well, thought that the Red Bull helmet was stupid. You're and nowadays, those that stupid helmet yeah. takes care of a lot of dudes. Yeah, and if it's not the Red Bull helmet, it's the Rockstar helmet. Yeah, and it's like without energy drinks, BMX would be in deep shit oh right my now. God, you're not kidding. Because it's like, my biggest sponsors was a bike company and a shoe company. Mm-hmm. Right. Shoes. I don't know where Etnies is at right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Vans is the only one holding it down. Yeah, I, I agree. It seems that way. And I'm way out of touch. Mm-hmm. But are they paying people 300 bucks a month? Like, I don't know what people are getting paid. Yeah. Maybe I'm like... Depends. Like inaccurate, but yeah, yeah. but I know that they're in charge. Oh yeah, I know. I know when Fox called me ten years ago and said, "Hey, we gotta cut your checks in half because you know the the industry isn't isn't doing great." Sure. I have no say in that. Right. There's no other clothing companies that are gonna give me a check. Right. So it's kind of like. Even, even like, I didn't want to like talk too much about money because it's like um, I'm thankful sure. 
for for everything. Mm-hmm. But my checks have decreased. Over the last 10 years, they get cut in half, then they get cut in half again, mm-hmm. and they just get lower and lower. Right. And I fucking lost my track. Well, it, it happens to be timed out pretty well because it's you're almost done with school. Yeah. So it's and the timing may work out really well. And yeah. like you were saying with the merit deal, that's when you're going to say, hey. Yeah. I'll still promote you, but yeah, do what you want to do. So yeah, it did. It did work out. Yeah, more than I mean. I I almost feel like the last five years, I've been getting paid small checks to go to school. Right. Which is awesome. So it's like it's been a gift the past five. Yeah. And you've still been riding. So, and when we talk about that word you know relevant when you do ride it's people it, people know it it's people... pretty if i can get i'm still at the point where if i can if i can ride if i can ride a couple times a week for like two or three weeks mm-hmm. then i feel like i feel comfortable again right there was times when it got rough maybe it was in the winter winter and school yeah. where I, I mean I, I would go I would go a couple weeks without riding right. and then you do go ride and you're kind of sketchy yeah. it takes a couple sessions to like knock the cobwebs off did you ever go to incline to just uh, ride incline was my community college I did like oh, two really? incline edits oh okay and like the 2000s mm-hmm. and that was kind of like undergrad like yeah. I, I would go to incline I would show up at 2 on the dot no one was there till about 3.30 right right by myself mm-hmm. um but yeah otherwise for winter but last you, you, yeah I mean last winter wasn't great no so I had this theory a while ago. If you can continue to ride fairly consistently, mm-hmm. you don't really lose a whole lot. Right. You may not gain, but you're going to maintain. Yeah, maintain is like, like I'm literally looking to like not get worse. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just rode yesterday, and I'm like, I just got to check off a couple tricks, make sure I can still do them. And then maybe when I turn 48, I'll do them again. And that'll be, I'm going to try to check them off till I'm 50, and then I'll make a decision of whether really i got to stop doing this or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's funny that you have, like, these, you got, like, checklists in your head. You're like, if I can still do this, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard. But, hey, you know, talking about posh, that's almost like a checklist, you know. Yeah. It's funny because I've been riding posh so long that yeah. I just know those lines yeah. for the most part. Right. And they're not going to change that much. No. So, uh, no, if anything, they've just improved for the sake of being able to weather, like yeah. literally weathered storms. Yeah, well, they're getting better at just the maintenance part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have all the time in the world either, you know, day with a baby and, and all that, but... Anyway, I could flip to some other ones here. I'll do it. 
Oh, actually, if you don't mind this question, do you, uh, still for me, I'll get the ones for me out of the way first mm. before we get to the really good ones. Um, do you think you're misunderstood in BMX and what's the most common misunderstanding of you, in your opinion? Misunderstanding. And to me, this would be more because you're not having a conversation like you're having with me, with everybody. So they don't know the whole story. So do you think you're misunderstood in some way because you can't talk to every you can't you can't possibly let everyone know where you're at. You know what I mean? Or nor, nor do you need to. You know. Did you even worry about being misunderstood? If you are, I part of me thinks like I I care about it. Mm-hmm. And the other part of me thinks I'm oblivious mm-hmm. to what, kind of what's going on. Yeah, it's a good place to be. I think it, I've kind of learned, and I, you, I guess you could argue it's not a strength, but a strength of mine is to just move, like check, check out, and move forward. Mm-hmm. And the part of me that thinks it's not a strength is like I lived in Tennessee mm-hmm. and I lived with the Martinos for almost three years uh-huh. and once I left there I, I've i had contact with them maybe once or twice mm-hmm. and I absolutely love those people yeah like so there you go you're hitting on like a possible misunderstanding I'm not saying this uh, no case, but they may think oh Brian doesn't care about us this yeah, happens I mean. on so many levels yeah like like racing mm-hmm once I stopped racing, yeah. there might be an argument here. I haven't been to a race since. Right. And it's not because I don't... Like, I don't have a respect for it, or or I have, like... Sure. Like, any ill will towards the, like, racing. Yeah. But I just went to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then this is, this is great, because I just had this moment a couple weeks ago... Then I, now I'm a dirt jumper. Yeah. And I'm doing dirt jumping. Right. And I watch dirt jumping at the X Games. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me with racing where I watched it and I'm like, that's not what, that's not what I did. Right. Like that's, I tell people a BMX, that I was a BMX racer mm-hmm. and they watch today's BMX racing. I'm like, no, not that. On an eight meter hill and all that stuff. I or... did that. Well, that's not what I did. Yeah. That's yeah. different from what I did. And then they're like, you do that dirt jumping. That's crazy. I'm like, no. What you saw on the X Games in dirt jumping yeah. is insane. Yeah. I didn't do that. Right. It's I, not discounting it. It's just... I did some 360s. And I guess at that time, like, only a couple people were three in the big set. You know, like, or whatever. So r- racing became unrelatable. Mm-hmm. I don't relate to racing right now. Right. I see that that's that starting hill and I think it's stupid yeah like I think it's right. just like, that is ridiculous and the I like I don't want to go off on the pedal rant because I feel like this old guy I wouldn't want you to anyway because I get so tired of that argument well, well it's just like that's what I stopped racing we could say it was because of the pedals mm-hmm. but I stopped racing because I wasn't You're competing out like race going to races and like having like 
being in the top three mm -hmm. is super fun. Right. Super enjoyable, super competitive. It's fulfilling. You get paid. It's awesome. Yeah. Having a hard time getting out of the motos or like not making it out of the semi yeah. or like putting all this work in and going home with $75 is frustrating. And is that how it ended? Because I wasn't around for the end of your yeah, racing it, it was the pedals, in my opinion. Of what you're about. Oh. Did the racing stop? Like last It race. was like, I started tearing my knees up uh, okay. in like 97, 98. Oh, yeah, just when I got out. So, the fastest I ever was was like 95, 96, 97. Mm -hmm. 98, 99, into 2000, I got my knee surgeries. Then after that, I was like, I was just like trying to make mains. Not the same, huh? And it was cool. Yeah. But I was like, I was probably 30. Mm -hmm. I had had both ACLs reconstructed. Ugh. And I'm trying to drag race with like Kristoff, Thomas, Kyle Bennett was was like a rookie. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they were just like, I, I could always use my bike riding right. as like my crutch right. to overcome my like lack of strength. Sure. But it got to the point where that wasn't enough. So right. I would straight up, like, I'd have flat pedals. And for some reason, right when everyone started clipping in, uh -huh. I got a chromoly frame, which is heavier. <laughs> So now no, I'm no, not no, clipping no. in. Right. I'm riding a frame that's two pounds heavier than everyone else. Right. So it just... And at that point, dirt jumping was... Dirt jumping was doing its thing, and the Vans Triple Crowns were coming up, and I could go to those... The downhill races? No, the... the um, downhill? I actually missed a good portion of those because of my knees. Oh, okay. I only got to race in, like, two of those. That's when Robbie Miranda was killing Robbie and those. Chris Sanchez. Oh, okay. Um... I actually missed some of those because of my knees, mm -hmm. which was a bummer because that was kind of, it wasn't designed for me, eh, but I was fit. like, it was a good fit for yeah. what I, where I was at, yeah, at, at the time. Definitely. Um, but you're talking, so you but at that time, the Vans crown, Triple Crowns were those, I would go to a contest, 30 people get invited for dirt, 30 people get invited for street, and 15 through 30th? Uh -huh. Gets a thousand dollars. Really? So I would go. It's pretty hard to lose too much. Though. I would go if I rode good. Uh -huh. I would get like twelve. Right. And I'd make fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. And if I just rode average or poorly, I'd get a thousand bucks. Yeah. And those were, you know, every like, those were recent. Those happened enough. With like a couple sponsors checks, and a couple of those events, yeah. and then even those Red Bull things, like they give you fifteen hundred bucks just to like, just to ride for the week. Really? All those Red Bull like. So you weren't losing money. Mean streets. No, like it was. It was I was making. I was making the same money as the dude, working a shitty job from nine to five, but I was doing cool things. Or the double A pro that's clipped in and the guys they weren't making yeah, much either. Yeah. Right? 
racers don't really no. get money. Look I, at Caroline Buchanan. I saw this post before I left the house this morning. She's been injured and she's still pulled off the win at Crankworks, uh, maybe something like that. She's holding up a three thousand dollar check. I'm like, it's how do you not drop this to go do this if you're still, you know, if you're still someone that's that can ride that has potential, you know. But anyway, that's off subject. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the money was drying up with races, so maybe the timing was actually really good. Timing where I couldn't have, like, right when I was finishing up with racing, uh-huh. dirt jumping was dirt jumping was doing its thing, and yeah, it was it was like that that worked, and then even just the riding aspect, mm-hmm. and that's when it became weird to um, to justify to a sponsor. Because it's like once those like contests dry up, it's like so. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Like, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm filming. I'm filming for this. Yeah. You know, I I I, I shot photos with the Lecky last week. Yeah, yeah. Like on on paper, uh-huh. you're not doing anything. Right. Like you're not. And I think that might be part of the problem with BMX in general mm-hmm. is you got to convince a dude in a suit in a boardroom right why you're worth 30 grand a year and your 45 second runs at Sayreville aren't going to cut it no <laughs> and I remember Pova was at Etnies mm-hmm. and he was he was having to explain to some big wig who Ruben was Alcantara or yeah yeah and so it's like yeah. he's not doing any contests Right. So, well, how did he do it at the X Games? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't really ride in those. Almost like a Garrett Burns. Yeah, it's like, well, how do we justify paying this guy? Well, he's just, he's 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 one of a kind, and he, he garners a lot of respect. Right. People don't understand. Like, yeah. People don't. People would watch Ruben ride a bowl and be like, it looks. Fun. Like, sure. they can recognize that it's a fluid motion. Right. But if they see someone go out and do a crazy trick, right? They're like, that's yeah, that's what that's what I want to see. That's yeah. what. So, man, that's hard if you're not competing because those guys in the in the suits will say they're only looking for the crowd that's surrounding everything that say Ruben would be doing, and there is no crowd. There's no. no. You know, but what's I guess that's what's good in a yeah. way because nowadays I mean, maybe it's good to just live your life and do I, what you like I have way um, I was always kind of on the I love BMX mm-hmm. let's try to get paid sometimes you're going to have to do kooky stuff right you know, sometimes you can have to put on a BMX Plus test uniform sure. and, like, do a bike check. Mm-hmm. But the dudes like Garrett and Joe Rich and Ruben, like, they just did it. And they they didn't really, not that they didn't care, maybe they didn't care, like, they didn't care about the contest, they didn't care about whatever so the contest guys would hear like 
someone be like, Joe Rich is one of the best bike riders I've ever seen. Right. And the contest guy would be like, I don't get it. Yeah. I've, I've never, seen, never him. seen him. <laughs> I've never seen him, like, out. Why isn't he here? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, well, because he doesn't, like, this isn't his party. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I respect that. I give those guys a lot so, of respect. Yeah, I do too, because, like, Gare could have made a little bit of money. Sure. Um, and I think now that I'm at where I'm at, I have a, a, a lot more respect for it because I'm think I kind of feel like that's where I'm going to. Like, right. It's kind of weird. I've always felt this like I'm at the skate park. I gotta, I gotta take a picture of myself, post get, it. Right. Right. Just so to fulfill that. So my sponsors know that I'm still out here doing it. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that smoke and mirrors, like... Sure. Um, one of my favorite... I, I love the story. I, I was in Vancouver staying with Dave Asado. Uh-huh. And Mulligan was up there. Yeah. I was about to go to, like, a Red Bull contest. Uh-huh. And I was staying with Dave. And we're just hanging out. Like, he picks me up at the airport and he's like... He wasn't sure if I just wanted to go to all the skate parks. Uh, or, like, okay. ride, ride, ride. Yeah. And he's like, hey, we were... What do you... Here's what I was thinking. We ended up spending the day... We went to some waterfall... And we swam in some water that... The glacier was melting up the hill. It was like the coldest water I've ever been in in my life. And then we went to a hockey rink. And Dave's like a big hockey player. And so I I skated around all awkwardly. And he was just like... Shooting on an empty net. Right, right. But like we didn't ride at all. That's too funny. And I, he was just like, oh, when I picked you up, I wasn't sure if you were just going to want to, like, go to the skate park all day. Right. I'm like, no, I, I'd like to get some riding in, but right. this was an, um, this was a fun, really fun day. Yeah. How often do you go to Vancouver? Yeah. So the next day, uh, Mulligan flies in, and we're out and about, and we're, like, shooting photos. And, and Asado's... pounds of camera gear. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to go. And Asado's wife calls, and... Uh-huh she's like I'm gonna have dinner ready at 6 mm-hmm. cause she's like there's people in town yeah. so, and he's like no we, we gotta we're gonna be shooting photos and we gotta and so she's like but dinner like what, what do you want me to do about dinner and he says this is I, I, I love it. it's one of my favorite lines ever he's like baby I need to create the illusion that I'm riding all the time the deal is he lives in Vancouver yeah the photographer comes to town yeah. You got to get a photo. Right. Because I don't know how much riding you're going to do in the next three weeks. Right. But we're going to get that photo. And it's going to cover you for three. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. A, le- a lot of my a, a lot of my uh, social media posting yeah. in the last couple of years is that. That type of. I need to create the illusion that, yeah. that I'm still doing it. Right, and, right. I mean, I am still doing it, but a lot of those sessions are driving on the turnpike home sure. home from school, right. pull into the skate park, <laughs> ride for like a half hour, set up the tripod for five minutes, shoot a tabletop on the hip, tabletop Tuesday, yeah, 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 go home and make dinner. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's enjoyable though. Like, I got a GoPro. For Christmas? Yeah. It's funny. Because I'm the BMXer who, like, 
didn't have to pay for shit his yeah. entire life. Yeah. So now I, I'm like anti-paying for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I tried for like two years, like sending people text messages. I can't tell you that Isaac said you're a cheapskate. Oh yeah. Actually, I think he said you're the cheapest fuck he ever met. I'm pretty. But, <laughs> but anyway, back to the you having to pay for a GoPro. So yeah, so I. Agented. I sent a bunch of text messages. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, can I get one of your old cameras or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just never got one, so I broke down and paid one. I paid for one, and uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Like setting up the tripod and trying to get the angle right. Sure. And cutting my head off. Yeah. In the shot and being like, shit, I cut my head off. I got some of those for you from today. So I, I actually, I actually enjoy um, like the production aspect. Right. Of like looking around, noticing that that telephone pole completely ruins my shot. Right. So I got to figure out like a different angle. To, so that's in, that is that has been enjoyable in the last six months. Yeah. Just like trying to get cool pictures. Right. A lot of the tables that look really dope, they're just average tables with like a good angle. Right. 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 Like. There's a lot that a wide angle, like a little fisheye, a little fisheye can do. That's good. I, like that. I think someone made a comment when I interviewed Steve Crandall. I forget who it was. It may have been Corrigan. He said something about how low do you have to set your camera in the bowl to make it look like you made above the coping. Uh, Steve here still ride pretty good, I think. Um, so anyway, let me hit. Actually, let's talk about. Uh, I'll tell you this quick one. Alan Foster uh, recently said in a post that he feels like he should be paying for for these podcasts that I'm doing. Do you think he'll still feel that way after this one? <laughs> Me? Alan, oh, oh, Alan. Will Alan still feel that way after this one? So, I wanted to add... Well, Let me take a picture. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, shit. What's that? There's a lighter and a, <laughs> a trash bag. Oh my god. This park always gets me because uh, you, you go to piss somewhere. Yeah. And there's always someone creeping around okay. the corner. <laughs> yep. So, I thought those bugs at first were going to be uh, loud. Yeah, but I think it worked out pretty good. They do it, they're bad in the middle of the night. Oh, are they? Yeah. I let my dogs out at like 3 in the morning to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And it's fucking loud. Like it's, yeah. It's distractingly loud. <laughs> it's like what? So I put on I put on these annual events, these fundraisers. And I haven't been to one of them. You donated a helmet to the first one and I got did. some good money for John Lee. I and see, Ted Nelson ended up with your helmet. That's that that's that's the change whatever. You didn't even ask a question, but that's the worst part about school. Oh, is missing right, cool right, right. like missing cool things yeah like even the memorial was it memorial day or 4th of july jam i think it was 4th of july yeah it was yeah. a 4th of july jam at posh yep i had some some crazy exam it's it's the one exam in the program where it's like it's your grade like there's no midterm that you can mess up on yeah. and then clean it up with a good final it was like the one grade and it was literally the, like it fell right in that time so uh, man. 
all yeah. like those fundraisers I'm always like oh I'm going yeah I'm going yeah and it just it, it's always just like I don't go <laughs> and I have so much stuff you know there's there's a time for everything yeah. I, I don't sweat this stuff you know I think it's a pretty cool thing I I love it. I love doing it. Um, we've raised, I think, I mean, we got to be over fifty or sixty thousand dollars now. Wow! Over the different ones, yeah. you know, some are a little lower as we just started, but give a good sized check to Kevin Robinson's wife and kids. That's awesome. And then same with last year with Scotty, a really good sized check. So, and then the two before that were Stephen Murray and John Lee. So to me. To me, to be able to, you know, you kind of privately gift it to them at the end of the event, and the look on their face is just like, what? Yeah. You're handing me, I, yeah. I mean, I have to get protection to drive home now. Yeah. You know, no, it's, that's super it's, cool. But I say that in a kidding way, but I mean, it's just like a, to have everyone show up in mass and have them see how many people, you know, care about whatever they're going through. You know, it's, it's you can't beat it. It's um when 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 we talked about racing and then kind of like not relating to racing anymore mm -hmm. and then dirt jumping and not relating to dirt jumping anymore like the contest. Sure. The BMX thing that that, that I'm like proud of is um like the Chris Doyle T shirt. Yes. Yeah. And just when things grab a little bit of traction, mm -hmm. like BMX kinda comes together to does. like help out you know Robbie Morales said it in his podcast he said it's it's like we now know what to do when it happens yeah and maybe we didn't really know what to do when Mikey got hurt you know it was that type of you know so the next person that got hurt we're a little better at it and then yeah. Scotty which would be Stephen Murray and then Scotty Kramer you know it just uh wait did Stephen Murray get hurt Stephen after was Mikey? early or is he before no, Mike? Steven was early. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we're basically getting better and better at it. And whether it's me or, or someone else, hopefully other people will start to do it too. But it's, uh, it's, it seems to be working. So, no, that, that is a cool thing. And I need to get better at it. I've got a fortune in my garage, in my basement. But memorabilia. Yeah garbage bags full <laughs> so like just like jerseys yeah 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 and they're sitting in my basement yeah in a garbage bag and that to me that's like selfishly mm -hmm. i'm like that could pay that could pay for 20 grand of school yeah and unselfishly i'm like that shit that's sitting in a garbage bag in my basement could send Kevin Robinson's kid to a semester of school, you know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely understand. I think it's, it's a tough one when you're asking people to give, give up parts of their, their life. Well, that's know, one thing. Sort of... Like, I always felt, I always felt sadness mm -hmm. for, like, old dudes that were selling off their shit, and I yeah. think they were selling it off because they were broke. Mm -hmm. And so, like, um. That's always been like a weird one for me. Yeah. And even selling parts, right. like I've never sold parts because I always got them for free. Right. 
So right. even when, like, you give a kid a tire, mm-hmm. and it's not like, or just a pair of bars or like whatever, sure. And they're like, "What do I owe you?" And I'm like, yeah. "I can't, like, yeah. I can't charge you some. I can't charge you for something that just showed up on my door." Right. Right. But sometimes those boxes, yeah, like. I used to get some Fox packages. Yeah. They were just filled with clothes. And, and, and I would wear maybe half of them. Yeah. So, like, my the, like, the goodwill in my town would get, like, sometimes yeah. we'd get, like, clothing in the package with price tags that was, like, T-shirt, $40. Right, right. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not, like, not my style. Or right, it's, right. It's kind of like, right. No, I hear you. It's got to be funny when you drive around town and you see everyone wearing fox now. <laughs> I know. It is, uh, uh, yeah. I hear you. That's, uh, that's normally what we, what we end up getting. And that whole auction part of things and raffle that we use the, or that we use things like that for, mm-hmm. you get like seven or $8,000 just in selling auction stuff. And the rest mm-hmm. of it's like, uh, money from the gate, you know, yeah, yeah. people come in. So it's, and, and yeah, it, it's, to make a huge, to make a difference with someone, I always look at it as you know what I'm. I'm fortunate. I have a good job. I don't need to hang on to things forever, you know. Although I do have a Leonard Foster seat post I wanted to show you before we no leave. No way. Yeah, it's oh, from the Grand's Jumping Contest. Remember the on the first jump? Yes. Oh my God. And I was riding it. Jimmy was in it. Fuzzy, Jimmy Garcia. But Leonard was in there, and I remember I posted this, and you said you went on the internet for the day because I had a clip of him doing the frame stander lander. Dude, that was legendary. It was. And, and of course, I, I don't know, I got eighth or something, so I got a Leonard Foster seat post, which basically looks like a CW down tube with the Z, but it's a seat post. Oh, what do we call we? We had a messed up name for it, like the colostomy bag or something, because <laughs> it was just... Like that thing was just gonna stab you. <laughs> yeah. Skewered. Brit- yeah. Yeah, actually I never even thought about that. <laughs> but I never put it on a bike, that's for sure. That's funny. But uh actually I'm gonna skip that one. I'm gonna go back to this one. We talked a lot about school. Um I saw a post that you made, uh it was from school where you had to wear a neck brace and yeah. and go out and about and know what it's like to be Disabled. Disabled. Yeah. So, my my, I saw that and and uh, cause I was trying to get a deeper picture into school for you and its effect on you. So, uh, I was wondering if you view disability not because of that particular instance, but do you do you view disabilities differently now than you used to since you started going to school very, and then having to go through that? Very. Very, very, like, very differently. Yeah. Um, Whatever kind of disability, by the way, it could be anything. Spinal cord injuries mm-hmm. used to, I don't know if it was terrify, it was too close to home, because it was normally someone I knew, mm. it was normally someone doing what I do. Yeah. And I couldn't, it was terrifying to me. Like, 
I remember there was a couple guys that I knew, like acquaintances, mm-hmm. that I would see at an event in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even make eye contact. And it wasn't because I thought differently about them. Sure. It was because I was terrified that you can end up in a chair. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's amazing where I'm at now because um, hospitals used to terrify me. Right. Like, I, I went and saw Steven right after his injury. Mm-hmm. And he was in bad shape. He was on a ventilator. Yeah. Like. And he wasn't as fortunate as these other guys. He couldn't talk. He could, yeah. So he was in bad shape. Mm-hmm. And I went to saw. I went to see him, and I. That was kind of the first time I ever. Put myself in that situation. Right. And I didn't like it. Right. Like it didn't make me feel good. It. It's an uncomfortable. Huh? No, no. The. Just going and visiting oh, your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not... And I hung out in the hospital with Mikey mm-hmm. when he was... I guess he was in a coma. Right. He was sleeping. Right, right. I hung out in the hospital a couple days there. Oh, man, I got a really good point. Oh, so... At, at it, it always terrified me, and I always avoided it. Mm-hmm. If someone got hurt and they came to an event and they were in a wheelchair, like, I probably didn't go talk to them. Right. Because it just, it was terrifying for me. Sure. And I was talking to Jen about it. And Jen's a psychologist. Right. (laughs) Right. Just the one you want to talk to about this. And I'm like... How do you interpret this, Jen? I'm like, it's (laughs) like, it scares the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. It scares the shit out of me to see them in that... And she was like, well, how do you think they feel? Right. And that kind of did it for me. I was like, oh. Yeah. They're way more scared. Like, I'm freaked out because my friend is in a wheelchair. Or my right. friend is in a coma and they think he's going to come out of it. Like, but like, they're terrible. Like, that person is like, so I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared, but it's not, it doesn't relate right. to like what they're going through. Right. So it made it much easier for me to just go in there and be like, think about it from their perspective. Man, this sucks. Like, yeah. you don't want to go in there and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, they're already sorry. And I saw, they're already feeling. And the reason, maybe the reason I would avoid the situations mm-hmm. is because once I started immersing myself into it, uh huh. I, w- I was hanging out with Steven once and it was at an event so there's a lot of people like coming up to him and like wishing him well and stuff right and I can't tell you the number the number of people that put out their hand to shake his hand and it's just like a natural gut yeah. thing that you do and you put out your hand and every one of them I saw the moment that they they realized what they just did like so they put out their hand to to shake the quadriplegic's yeah. hand and he just sits there Can't and then they it. the yeah. look on their fi- face is like damn it oh you're such an idiot yeah like, so I'm I'm getting better with it yeah 
Um, every head injury lecture that I've had mm-hmm. and every spinal cord injury lecture I've had, I leave bummed out. Like, those lectures, maybe it's like, like emotionally just wear me down. Especially knowing that you're part of that group that is most likely to get injured like that. Well, when they're like, uh, one concussion's bad, mm-hmm. two is worse, you know, if you're getting anything more than like three concussions, that's bad. Really? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, how many are you at? Depends what you count a concussion as. Like, do, do I've been not as knocked out or just ringing or your rattled, bell ringing your bell so ringing you your bell is a concussion so that's enough of a shake of the brain I've rung my bell you know a bunch of times probably every time we crashed in a race it's like yeah so probably rung it. I've been knocked out like legit knocked out a few times yeah but I've I mean I've rung my bell so often not, not so often but right but I, I think it's different. I, I think they're coming from like a football point of view. Right. Where you're doing it on a somewhat daily basis mm-hmm. for a period of time. Right. Where I think for the most part, it's a little bit more spread out with riding. Right. I'm not saying it's any better. But no. No. But, interesting fact... Um, all of the spinal cord head injury lectures, mm-hmm. I destroy those exams. Oh, yeah. Like, there was one exam and I thought it was pretty hard. Yeah. And I got 101 on it because I got the extra credit right, too. <laughs> and it was because for every story, yeah. Because a lot of the PT exam questions are case studies. Right. Joe is a 45 year old. And he did this and this and this is his symptoms. Right. What do you What do you think? Uh huh. And for almost every story, I had. Ah, oh, that's Jimmy Levan when he skateboarding on his head. Mm-hmm. Get that question right. Yeah. Oh well. Scotty did this to his spinal cord, and Sean from Merritt did this. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just I would know the answers from relating to my friends. Right. Oh, well, Stephen's Steven's spinal cord injury was here, and they put him on a ventilator. So, I just could relate to a lot of things. We just got done doing a wound care. Yeah. yeah. And it would be like a picture of a wound. Is this infected? Really? And I'm just like... And they're not wounds from sliding across the concrete skate park. Right. They're wounds from, like, an old lady falling in the bathtub and not being able to get up for eight hours so she's got this huge like pressure wound yeah 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 but like wounds they didn't gross me out right i was super interested in them like oh wow that that's totally infected yeah yeah and that's healing well like that's healing well that that's going to be good in a couple weeks yeah where my classmates are like disgusted just by the picture of it right right so um, None that makes sense. You almost have an example for every question I'm, in your head. The 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 disability thing used to terrify me. Mm-hmm. 
and my my um my exposure to it was like when I got my knees fixed I was on a walker for like a week yeah and even walking through the mall with a walker uh-huh. is weird people treat you differently right some people avoid you some people go out of their way to help you yeah it's just different and that was what that school assignment was uh-huh. it was some people hopped in a wheelchair mm-hmm. some people put crutches on I told the, the professor I'm like I've been on crutches I've been in a cast I've done this I've done that right so she's like put a neck brace on and walk with a cane so I did a, a, a neck brace and a cane and yeah. even that at the end of the day yeah. my eyes were tired really? because you're to... because your neck can't move yeah so anytime you look like <laughs> your eyes are doing all the work so that was the point of that assignment was like mm-hmm. go see what the world's like right. if you're in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and how hard it is to Unload it out of the car, put it into the car. Yeah. Go, go to go to the mall and go to a store and try try to try on a shirt. Mm-hmm. So, it's a. I mean, it's not like it was in the '60s. Sure. I mean, the '60s they would pretty much like just tell people to stay at home and. Right. Like. Right. But yeah, it's. There's no ADA. There's none of that stuff happening. Yeah, my um, my tolerance for that stuff is has grown dramatically. Yeah, I used to have no tolerance. Well, I remember one of your posts when you first started. I don't know if it was a clinic. No, maybe it was one of your first days of school. You had to dis- dissect a cadaver. So yeah, and that, I I read that post. I'd seen it a while back, but I reread it because, I, again, I wanted to get a feel for what you're going through, and and you said that was a pretty stinking heavy day. It was, but now, now it would be. That's why I bring it up. Now. Like so, I almost went to the cadaver lab last week because yeah. I'm a third year, uh-huh. and the first years just finished up with their cadavers. Really? Because that's the yeah. first thing you do. And um, I, I I almost went to the cadaver lab just to just yeah. to see because they were done mm-hmm. like everything was uncovered right so you can just just to see the muscles and just right. see see how things because right. when I was in it I was trying to memorize stuff right it's too much information to take in so you can't really absorb it yeah. plus you're dealing with it on a personal level my cadaver had tattoos really. So it was like, it, it almost told a story. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this guy was in the military. Yeah. Uh, so, like, his tattoos told a story. Yeah. And it was kind of like a, it kind of gave it a real. Yeah. I, uh, the first day, I remember the first day, they're, they're under, they're like, they're not in bags, but they're like under plastic. Mm-hmm. And it's literally our second day of school. We don't even know each other. Like, first day of school is is orientation. Wow. The next day of school is a lecture about, it was probably like neck and shoulders. Yeah. And then we go up to the cadaver lab and open up the neck and shoulders. Mm. So so thankfully they're face down for for the introduction. Yeah. But, um, and I mean, they give you a kit with the scalpel and the scissors, and like, okay, 
Go ahead. Find this muscle. And I'm looking at I'm looking at three other people that I've known for one day. Right. And we're just kind of like, and I'm looking around the room and everyone's got this look on their face like, just blank stares. And then, and then by the end of the, by the end of the semester, you're, yeah, you're, you're just in it. You're, you're doing it and you're like, ah, oh, look at this. Look what I found. Because you find people with cool things. You find, yeah, you find someone who got like, Heart surgery, right? Or a, a hip replacement, or right? Like you're like, oh, he's got a metal knee. Check this out. Right, right. So, oh yeah, the things. I I just got done a hospital gig. Yeah. <laughs> for six weeks. Right. And the level of grossness. I remember coming home from the hospital, and my dog threw up on the floor, and I was starving, so I was eating a sandwich. And cleaning up the puke and throwing it away, and I was like, "Wow, this doesn't even this doesn't even phase me." <laughs> so all that stuff is an acquired, yeah. Like the first time you see it, you're like, "That's the most disgusting thing." Mm-hmm. I had two two moments in the hospital yeah. where I was holding up a patient with my head turned, gagging. Because it's like either they were throwing up or there was something that smelled. Right. It was right. a smell that you have never smelled in your life, and you're just like. So, and I can't believe that I'm saying these words. But it was, it was, it really was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because I mean, these people are just—they're so vulnerable. Yeah. They're so—they're—they're they're, they're in a hospital gown with no clothes on. And you just kind of go in there and you just, you try to just, hey, what's up? I, you're having a rough time, I know. Like, let's take a walk down the hall. I just had knee surgery today. I know, but doctor wants us to get up and start walking. So I never thought, I always thought I would be sports PT guy. Yeah. Working with the athlete that blew right. out his knee. Right. And I'm not quite sure, but I think that bores the living shit out of me. Yeah. Like now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, you hurt your knee. You're going to be good in three or four mm-hmm. months. Right. But like the other parts of PT that I'm getting like shown. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, this is, it's a little bit more real than a sprained ankle, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, you're what, on the, on the sports end of it, people are going to live. You know, it's, yeah. you're just fixing them up so they can go do so, it again I still got two more clinics yeah one's at a brain injury spot and one's at the sports spot mm-hmm. so I'm gonna get a taste of everything and I yeah. think that's they do that on purpose yeah they introduce you to everything just right. so you know which what you like what you don't like right but it, I'm kinda into it that's good yeah. You're the right person for it. I was going to ask you if, if you attribute some of your success uh, being able to handle education and all that you're exposed to that we're talking about. Do you attribute any of that to being how much pressure you've dealt with for years on a bike? Because you've had some pressure cooker moments where you seem pretty calm and cool and collected to all of us watching you know do you think any of that is, is 
has uh, crossed over to, to I, your education? I definitely think, think so. There's um the people I I think the people in my class mm -hmm. they graduated high school. Right. They went directly to college. I'm pretty sure they did very well in college, like undergrad. Right. Now they're here, and it's like they get A's. Yeah. And if they don't get an A, it's it's a problem. Like yeah. it's and like I can right. see the anxiety. Really. And I actually, it's funny that you asked that because like I didn't really think about it too much. But I would have like practical exams. Mm -hmm. Where I would need to go in and like do something, uh -huh. like introduce myself to a patient, sure. tell tell them what I'm gonna do, tell them what their and it's a fake patient. Sure. Tell them what their problem is, do a couple tests, and then give them some exercises. Uh huh. And I'm in a room with a camera, and the faculty is behind a one-way mirror. Oh my god! Grading you. Most of us would freak out with that. It's. It's terrible. Yeah. I would rather, I would rather be in a in a coliseum, like a like a like a small stadium, up on top of a dirt roll-in, right, with like five thousand people watching, right, and it's being televised, and with 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 a camera in my right, face, right, right. <laughs> and the first one of those, I might as well just tell the story because yeah, it happened and I I passed, yeah. Um, the very first one of these I had to do, and yeah. this wasn't with the camera. Mm -hmm. This was me, one of my students, and the faculty member sitting right there. Yeah. And the faculty member is just asking me to do things. Yeah. Measure their elbow range of motion. Mm -hmm. Do it, and you give them a number. And so they're just firing you, and this class was all about, like, measuring stuff, mm -hmm. finding stuff. Show me where this bone is. Yeah. And it's not on a skeleton. Right. It's like all covered up with skin. Right. So you need to like find that bone. Yeah. And it was one of these areas there's a million in bones. your hand where there's like a million <laughs> bones. Right. And the professor asked me to do something. Yeah. And I just, in my mind, I just, I was just off track. Yeah. And he's like, find this. And I'm like, got it. And I pointed to it. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure? Because, so say it's worth 10 points. Right. If he asks you a question, you know you're wrong, but if you get the question right, you get a nine. Yeah. And then he'll ask you again, and if you completely blow it, you, you, you blow it. So he yeah. asked me a question, so I know that I'm off. But I can't figure out why I'm off. Yeah. And he asked me another question, and, and now I know I'm losing points. And I figure it out yeah. in my head, and I'm like, middle of the exam yeah. I just drop an F-bomb and I'm just like I'm like oh no like now now yeah, the yeah. wheels are falling <laughs> right right so I I get through it and I ended up like the entirety of PT school you just need to get above an 80 yeah yeah and I I got an 80 something like yeah. the guy passes me yeah and he kind of sits me down and he's like you know you know in the real world you can't do that yeah <laughs> and I'm like man I'm so, like wait drop the F-bomb <laughs> I'm like yeah. I just I'm sorry it just slipped out yeah and he's like I'm probably the only faculty member that wouldn't fail you for it yeah and I'm like I I, I don't even think I thanked him 
I was just like so nervous. <laughs> and then, um, like a week later, he's like, "You know, I didn't take points off of that, right?" Yeah. And that's when I thanked him. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, thanks. Like, I was just super nervous. Yeah. And I, I remember posting, a, I, I did post about it, just like, yeah. how nervous I was. Yeah. Like, I was so nervous. And I was in front of someone who was just as nervous as me, because she had to go next. Sure. And one faculty member. Yeah. And I was way more comfortable riding a bike in front of, and, and and crashing, right? Like right, crash. You get up, you wave to the crowd. Right, right. It's so. Yeah, it's. I've become much more comfortable. Yeah. And now now it's becoming fun. Yeah. Because I can joke around, and and now it's fun because it's real people. Mm-hmm. Before you're doing it with a classmate. Right. So they're faking. Yeah. They're faking an, a shoulder injury. Right. And you're right. trying to diagnose something. Like, right. So it's not real. But then you go into the real world. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Because you can't make the stuff up. Yeah. Like, I I introduced myself to this old lady with dementia. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, hi, my name's Brian. She's just like, the nurses are hiding my baby in the closet. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so the script... <laughs> The script that I had planned yeah. is out the window, oh, man. and we're just gonna we're just gonna do what we can right now. <laughs> but I mean, the lady was hilarious. Yeah, she wasn't like. Right. They called it a uh, pleasantly confused. Oh, okay. Because they're just, just. It wasn't angry dementia. No, they were just they yeah. just. Wow, this this is a nice place. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Maybe it's better to go out like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which way I want to go out. No, uh, I, I can't Old people it. used to terrify me, too. Yeah. Spinal cord injuries terrified me. Old people terrified me. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm into it. And you're in both. Yeah. 